This podcast is brought to you by A Copy Match. A Copy Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agopymatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, weird, but also find me on Instagram, I'm at Matchmaker Maria. This week's episode is a hotline episode. You have questions and well, I've got answers. Let's get to it. Thanks for calling the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hi, Maria. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a question for you, of course. Uh, I've been seeing someone for over two months and things have been going very well. Um, And I'm not triggered, anxious in any way. We waited the 12 dates. Um, and really glad that I did. So uh, everything's going very well. Um, I'm in a position where I am applying for jobs out of state, and we've been talking a lot about that. And um, this guy has expressed interest in relocating with me um, across the country. And um, a part of me is really excited and happy that he's so eager. Um, but another part of me is very cautious because I feel like this has been pushing us to, uh, grow very quickly in our relationship. And, um, it's, it just has my head spinning honestly. And so I wanted your input or advice on, you know, um, is it advisable or, you know, what would you say? I have some follow-up questions for you. First of all, how old are you and how old is he? 35 and he's 24. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We'll get back to that in a minute. Um, How long have you been dating? Uh, Over two months. Do you want to have kids? Yes. You've only been, you've been dating less than three months. And this person is also 10 years younger than you. And part of me is wondering, like, is he willing to move cross country because he's really invested in your relationship? Or is he willing to move across the country? Because that is something that 24 year old people do that, you know, just have all of the uh, uh, wonderlust available to them. Like, is this just an adventure that comes with a friend? So the next Mm follow-up question is in your conversations about moving, are you moving in together or is he thinking about moving to the city you're moving to, but you getting two separate apartments? Uh, moving in together and no, um, to, nope. And, mm. nope. Do not yeah, pass go. It's Do not lot. collect $200. <laughs> um, tell me more though. Tell me what this conversation sure. looks like. How, how yeah. far will you be dating when you finally move? Like how long? Um, by then probably five months. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, so tell me what the conversations look like. Yeah. So, um, you know, I say to him, Hey, you know, it's possible that I might be relocating across the country. Um, how do you feel about that? He expresses eagerness and I say, well, Hey, um, you know, that this is a real big deal to just, um, uproot yourself completely because I will be moving 
to a location with a job all lined up and you won't. And, um, you know, how do you feel about that? And he did express concern around um, not having a job lined up. And um, I, I said to him, but you, I want you to understand that this could be a real big change for you in your life in everything where you're at right now. And he acknowledges that, but he says that um, he's chosen me as, as his life partner. Um, and so, which I, I, you know, I remember being 24. Um, and I think that uh, he, he didn't, well, I know that he doesn't, hasn't had many um, relationships prior to me. So, you know, I'm nervous about his eagerness. Um, I don't know how well thought through it has been for him, um, but I keep pushing him to think about the cons, the pros. Um, and well, what do you think? Yeah. Wait, what do I for think? a second? What do you think the pros are and the cons? I'd like to know what the pros you think. I, I already know what the cons are. Tell me what you think the pros are. The pros. Um, well, I'm excited about him. Okay. And um, I, I'm really curious as to where things can go with him. And um, I do think that um, I do feel it's risky <laughs> uh, for myself um, being that he's so young um, and things can change when you're 24 very quickly, you know, just how we got into this pretty quickly. Right. So um, I'm very nervous about that. And I think that I'm being realistic looking at it from that perspective. Um, and yeah, I, but it feels good. Like I, I have a great time with him. Um, I do see a lot of potential there, but I do see that there's a lot of area for him to grow as a person. And I have been trying to talk myself out of this relationship um, on so many occasions, just because I see where he has to grow. And at the same time, um, I tell myself, well, that's for him to get there. And it could be that through this relationship, he grows in those ways. Um, and not to write him off just because he's so young. Um, and I do want a family. Uh, I have expressed that to him to say, hey, I know you're 24. You might not be on the same page as me. And that, that's okay. You know, you're young. But he very much wants a family. Um, and for him, sooner than later. Um, when he talks about the future, you know, he paints a picture of marriage by December of next year. So um, that's. These are really big phrases. These are really big phrases so early in a relationship. I don't know if you are a longtime listener, but you are still very much in the Eros phase of your relationship, right? And Mm -hmm. that's Mm going to plateau between month four and month seven into, you know, you have to choose agape. You have to choose that kind of, you know, intimacy and love uh, from the Mm -hmm. lust phase that you're currently experiencing. And, you know, this is a big risk. I mean, uh, technically you are on the show, the bachelor or the bachelorette. I don't, I don't really watch the show to tell you which one you're on, but you know, one of the reasons why a lot of those relationships, you know, like they, they fall in love and they get engaged so quickly. And, you know, one of the reasons why those relationships don't go the distance is because it's really rushed and you're making a really long-term commitment in a six week Mm -hmm. period. Right. And you're gambling with agape, you're gambling with the choice of intimate love that 
a lot of people after they plateau the arrows portion of love, they just never get to the next stage. Right. And it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be his fault. If that happens. It's I hope what it listen, is. it is, it just is what it is. And I hope yeah. you guys go the distance, you know, certainly love can grow and you can choose to, to be in that stage and respect each other and all that stuff. Okay. So here's, there are two hidden doors that we're not thinking of here. Okay. So the first one is that he doesn't have to move out with you right away. You can, by the time you're at five months, you can move, right? And you can continue a long distance relationship for seven months. After you guys have hit a year, then he can move and you can, um, while this is happening, once he moves, you start couples therapy. I think it's important to start couples therapy right away, actually, like three months in, like next month, get a couples therapist because that's going to help you learn how to communicate your needs with, because you are soon to be moving. Like a couples mm-hmm. therapist can do wonders to the future of your relationship since you are thinking long-term. Right. So Thank there's you. these two things that, that you can do, right? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. There's two things you can do. The first thing is I would get a couples therapist right away. Like you don't have to have issues to have a couples therapist. A couples therapist can be a preemptive way of working on your communication skills. So absolutely get a couples therapist. And the second thing you're going to do, I think is I would not move in together right away. Um, you're still going to be at five months. Uh, when you move, I think he can continue his job and look for jobs online until he finds something. And then after, you know, six months, he can move. Um, and that way, you know, you're moving in together at a year with the intention of, you know, possibly getting engaged, possibly married, because you just told me you want to have kids. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not, I feel like this is a safer way because the last thing I want you to do is this guy moves with you to this different city. He doesn't have a job. And if it doesn't work out, you can't kick him out because now you've made someone homeless or without a Mm. home rather. So suddenly you're stuck in this really toxic relationship with someone that you can't get out of because by getting out of it, you are, you know, there's a lot of burden on you here. That's how I feel too, is, is I worry a lot about that. And he's a small business owner and he's doing so well. And um, I brought that to his attention. Like, you know, are you willing to close your, your business in the state to go across the country? And he did say, you know, that'd be hard, but um, I believe in you and what I want with you and that I'll, I'll figure it out. And so I don't know. That freaks me out. (laughs) I love that. Get a couple's therapist because you're going to have a lot more issues to deal with than you're currently communicating. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I hope this has been helpful. Have a beautiful evening. Okay. Thank you. You too. Welcome to the ask a matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? Hey Maria. So I started following you a couple months ago. Um, when I decided I didn't want to date anymore, um and it just kind of aligned where like your po- your post and my therapist and my life coach were all pretty much confirming the same thing and then I ended up meeting what, what, which was what oh so many things it, we don't have to that part all good things all good things that I need to hear was really receiving and mostly just how I viewed dating or how I viewed myself and, and my worth in various aspects, my job, 
my friendships, my dating life. Um, and a lot of me giving away like my power or um, to these various situations. And in, as I was deciding, you know what, I'm going to take a break. I quit my job. I was going to take a break from, um, a break from dating, all this stuff. And then um, that very day, this guy asked me out. I decided, you know, we've been talking. I guess I'll just see this one through. Um, and we ended up having a great time and we've been dating ever since. So it's been a couple of months now. And I guess my question is, how do you get past like self-doubt in a relationship? Because I'm so nervous about making the same mistakes and falling for, for the wrong guy that I think I overanalyze things now because I'm right. so like, you know, he has to do this and oh my gosh, and he didn't respond and like, um, not like respond, that's a bad example, but so he's from Switzerland. He just spent nine days um, visiting his family. We were apart for Christmas and I was like, well, why hasn't he called me all day? You know, kind of thing. And then I went home to my family and then I forgot to call him all day. So then that made sense. But in that time when I was home and I, before I went home to my family, I felt like I was overanalyzing and now he came back and everything's back to normal. And really he was just decompressing. And so was I, but in that time frame, I was overanalyzing. And now I just, now I'm just nervous that I'm thinking too much because I want to, you know, be this person that I really believe I'm being now, but I, I think I might be too harsh on him. Or are these red flags? You know, like, how do you stop that self-doubt? I, know I, it's I mean, so uh, it's just a few follow-up questions. Um, how long have you been dating this person? Um, since October. Okay. So two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and how old are you? I'm 30. I just turned 34. He just turned 33. Okay. You know, it's, it's perfectly normal to have doubts, especially in the beginning of a relationship, because it kind of goes back to, you know, previous trauma or previous breakups, right? You don't want to make the wrong mistake. You don't want to show your full vulnerability to someone. Um, what I'm curious is what does your therapist say? So my therapist actually says we have healthy arguments and that I'm so thrown off is because I've never had healthy arguments or been in a healthy relationship Um, because our arguments, we hear each other, they don't escalate, they're always solved, we feel fulfilled afterwards. And the only reason why we had one argument that lasted a while is because we didn't have a chance to see each other over the holidays because it was just, so we couldn't really communicate well. and I say argument, I should really say disagreements, not to be like, you're arguing, you've only been dating. No, it, it's like regular, I don't know, like nothing important stuff. And my therapist made me go word for word, like just talk it all out. And I was convinced she was going to say, this is toxic. And she was like, nope, it's completely normal. This is a very healthy. What were you? What, 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 I mean, I don't want to, if you guys have already figured out, like, but what was your fight about that you've already, if you don't remember, then that's a good sign. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. One, I don't remember it. The only one I do remember is something when my anxiety was triggered and he didn't know how to Mm -hmm. handle it, but then we talked that one out. So that's the only one I remember because that was the one that was most, you know, emotionally traumatic to me. Um, And then once he realized he handled it amazingly, but I guess I'm just, maybe it is I'm overthinking and it's past trauma. And I don't want to talk to my therapist again because I feel embarrassed 
but it's just don't, don't you should not feel embarrassed to talk to your therapist about this you should talk to your therapist about this because if you're feeling anxiety your therapist has to give you the tools to break down all the emotions that you're feeling like i think one of the best things about using a therapist is that not only do they give you some tools to help you work out um, certain emotions, they help you identify the emotions that you're feeling. Because right now you're feeling, and you're telling me that you're feeling anxiety. And what I think, I mean, I don't know you, I don't know anything about your relationship, but sometimes it, what triggers the anxiety and especially the beginning of a relationship is like lack of acknowledgement. Like you like him, and you just really want to know, okay, do you like me too? Cause I like you deep and I need to know you like me deep. Mm. I need you to acknowledge how I'm feeling. Mm. Is that, okay. I don't know if that resonates with you, but that typically is what kind of spurs it a little bit. So I don't yeah. know how you feel about what I just said. No, that is, that's definitely what happened. Um, in that one argument we had that was just over span a couple of days. Cause we didn't have time to talk to each other. Um, I, realized at the end I was like I think it's because I'm realizing how much I like you and I guess I just needed especially him being European he's just like yeah you know he does and but he's one he's someone who does like acts of service so which um which is also what I do so it's not so it's not something how I like you know receive love which I just hate that because I appreciate it, but I'm just like, I guess I just need more like verbal acknowledgement of it. And he'll give, but what I appreciate is because he does do it on his own time, that when he does it, it means so much to me because it'll be random and it's so genuine and I know he cares, but I'm just, I think I'm just looking for, like when I say I would have never been able to date him if I hadn't like read your 12 date rule or read some of the advice you gave um, along with like some, it was just like the perfect timing of me like honing in. And I think now I'm just like backtracking and, and, and just being like, wait, 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 something has to be wrong. And I now I'm, and now I just need to be constantly reassured. And then I feel completely lame saying that, you know, I know, I know what you mean. And you know, what I, what I would say to you is that this is perfectly normal to feel this way. And if it helps, do you journal at all? Do you write down oh, stuff? Man, my therapist told me I should do that. She's like, that would help a lot. Like mm. anytime I have been in the situation that you are describing, right. And any, t- I would actually not write down. I would actually just open up the notes app on my phone. Mm-hmm. Or I would just text myself. I can't tell you. I text myself like 20 times a day to this day, not for anxiety, just so I don't forget things or I'll get an idea. And if, when I text myself, mm-hmm. I have like a record of like when I sent that and like, what was I doing mm-hmm. at that time for that to happen anyway. So to start texting yourself, if you can't pull yourself mm-hmm. to like, get out a piece of paper and a pen, text yourself mm-hmm. instead, send yourself mm-hmm. a voice memo saying the facts, like what is what is happening right now? What is my reality? Because being able to uh, articulate your reality contextualizes like the, the anxiety that you're feeling, right? Cause it's like, oh, this is my reality. So what I'm feeling, is it based on any of this? Like, so for instance, next time you feel anxiety, um, start writing down like, okay, what are the facts? I went on a date with him today. He called me yesterday. He texted me today. Okay. So what is the issue then? Exactly. What do I need so I can communicate it to this person? And like to go back to acknowledgement, right? 
If it's just because you're falling in love with him and that scares you, you have to communicate that to them. Mm. Like he needs to know where you're at as well. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, I don't know if that's the case, right? I'm just making wild assumptions right now. But if it is acknowledgement, you're going to have to express what you need from that other person so that they can give you what you need. Yeah. And also listen to your therapist and talk to your therapist and do not be embarrassed. Actually do what your therapist is saying, <laughs> or don't be embarrassed to like tell, to talk to your therapist about something you talked about before. Like that's their job. Their job is to listen to you. Their job is to give you tools. So, mm-hmm. you know, okay, this didn't work. Like, you know, maybe she gave you some things to do and you didn't do it. Well, let her give you the tools to be more accountable to those things. She mm-hmm. needs to know. Yeah. And by the way, it's totally fine to be a nervous wreck in the beginning of a relationship. It happens. Um, I feel like <laughs> I recall, like with my husband, when I met him, I did not calm down until we hit our six month mark because Ugh. I knew it felt different and I knew it was different. And I was like, oh my God, I can't lose this because this is so different. And, and when we hit that six month mark, I was, you know, it was just, I remember the conversations we had that night. I remember everything about our six month anniversary and how we both 100% let our guard down. We both got super vulnerable because we felt like we hit a really big milestone at the time. But up until those six months, uh, yeah, I was texting myself a lot every day, you know, and there was no reason to, he didn't make me feel unseen or unheard or unliked or unloved, but you know, you, I have been hurt in the past and that was what was holding me back from loving him to my full capacity. Yeah. Uh, This was really helpful because even as I'm listening to you and thinking about texting me, I mean, texting myself, I only have really great things to say. We both landed, you know, the last 24 hours and, you know, he immediately set up a date for tomorrow and (laughs) we, he did a video call and has been texting me ever since I landed. And I, and it's super reassuring. I think I'm just a nervous wreck because I'm falling in love. And I don't think people talk about that enough. They make it sound like this, it's this wonderful thing. And it is, but it's also the scariest thing it's ever. It's really hard. It is so hard. I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, but it's a good thing. And he's a really great guy, but I'm also great. So he's lucky. Yes. But yeah, great. he is lucky. <laughs> right. You know, do yourself the favor today or tonight and um, write down the 15 things that make you valuable in a relationship. And mm. you have to remember those things because that's what makes him lucky. Yeah. All right. I Thanks. hope this was helpful and I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can I help you? Hi, Maria. Um, my name is Madeline. I live in New York City and I have a question about when to know if going on a third date is a good idea. Um, I know that you say to always, or to, you know, the the point of going on dates is to find out if you want to go on another one. And I recently went on a second date with someone and over the course of the night, there were like a couple of moments where it just like the conversation kind of died. And it was, I was like bored for a second, but then at the end of the night, we kissed and I felt really giddy about it. And I am just like, not really sure which of those feelings to listen to in deciding whether to go on a third date with this guy. Okay. Well, what made you want to go on a second date with him? I thought, I just thought he was really interesting. I thought he had, uh, he was funny. He had a really interesting job that I was like, really 
excited to talk to him about. Um, he's cute. Uh, <laughs> and um, he seemed interested in me, which was really cool. Um, I don't know. He's just all around just interested to know more. <laughs> okay. And how was your second date? It was good. It was, um, we just sort of like walked around his neighborhood and went to like a couple of his favorite bars. And it, I mean, it, it was pretty chill, just relaxing. Like obviously in New York right now, a lot of stuff is closed. So there's not a whole lot to go out and do. Um, so it was just a very like chill, low key kind of night. And did you guys kiss? Did you have any sexual tension? Did he ask you any interesting questions? Yeah. Did you we, feel like he was into you? Did he ask you out for a third date? No. <laughs> um, okay. I, so yeah. let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have chatted a little about bit. That. We did kiss at the end of the night and okay. it felt really nice. And I was mm-hmm. sort of like giggling to myself as I got on the train. Um, and that's nice. And then, yeah, but, it, but it's been Christmas since then. And we've been, you know, in different States. So we haven't really been chatting since what was it last Thursday and today's Monday. So it might not even be relevant at this point. If I, if I want to go on a third date, if he, maybe he doesn't. Okay. Well, if you want to go out with him, would you ask him out? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable asking people out. I just, I, worry about coming off too strong like right at the beginning because I get like excited or I can get like really excited about people and then I don't know I know I have an anxious attachment style that I'm like trying to be a little more chill about I'm not trying to be the cool girl obviously because that doesn't work but just trying to be a little less forceful about my feelings (laughs) so look if he okay so let me just say two things here. First of all, if you were to ask my entire team, they would all say the same thing. Just go on the third date. Like it's really hard to determine, you know, if you went in doubt, you just have to go back out. And then after three dates, you can just say, look, I I gave it what I could, you know, I'm not, I'm actually not as excited as I thought I would, I should be, I can move on. And that is a perfectly acceptable place to be in like absolutely perfectly acceptable. So if you're asking me if you should go on a third date, you should absolutely go on a third date. When in doubt, go back out, go on a third date <laughs> after three dates. If you still feel doubt, you know, you have my blessing to stay home, but <laughs> go on that third date. Okay. And the second thing is here coming off too strong. Please take that out of your vernacular in 2022. Like, you know, you are already who you are. He's already been on two dates with you. Like, it's really, you know, it's funny. Like, it's really hard to hide, um, you know, confidence or strength in the first two dates. Like this is, if that is what you think is making you come off too strong. And I don't know if those are the adjectives that you would use, but whatever you think is making you come off too strong and you're hiding it, he's already seen it. Mm -hmm. so um you know if you want to go on a third date with him you should just ask him out and it's totally fine that you have not like I cannot express to you how common it is for people to not talk when they just met someone before the holidays and after this is like a very weird period and then you add in that like half of the country has COVID so uh you know give yourself and him a little bit more grace. I think you are already anyway. And when in doubt, go back out. I would just do that. All right. When in doubt, got it. <laughs> All right. 
Well, it was really nice uh, speaking to you and I hope you have a fantastic new year. Okay. Thanks. I hope you do too. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker hotline. How can I help you? So I guess my question would be, I'm online dating on Hinge and Bumble, and I've been meeting guys here and there. And it just, I go on a date and a second date and, you know, I just, I'm not really feeling it. And either the guy's not cute or we don't have anything in common or he's kind of an asshole. So I'm just kind of a struggle bus, but that's, I'm, I'm also 23 years old. What is the age range of the men that you're dating? Um, they're anywhere from 24 to 29. So, and where do you live? I live in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, but it's a small city. Right. And yeah. Not a lot of young people where I live. So what's your question? So I'm just having <laughs> trouble, like, finding, you know, I, I would like a relationship, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm also kind of enjoying going on dates and just meeting guys. But eventually, I mean, I would like to meet somebody and, um, you know, settle down or just be in a relationship. It's been about eight months since my last relationship. And don't get me wrong, I like being single, but um, it would be nice to meet somebody to have a partnership with a friend to, you know, hang out with to go on road trips with just somebody to bond with. Um, so yeah, you haven't told me your question yet. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, I'm wondering if you have any advice or, you know, if maybe I'm, I, I totally that maybe get I'm that. missing. Or, Look, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you, you actually answered the question by yourself without realizing it. And you'll probably realize it like five years from now, but you are 23. Right. And so being 23 means that you're going to go on bad dates. And I mean, by the way, being 33 and being 43 and being 53, like there are bad dates. There's, there's enough to go around. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's just more when you're 23. And this is all about, you know, experiences. And, you know, I think I don't want you, I get that you could feel lonely and I don't know if you do, but I get that you want a companionship. You want a partner. You want someone like this. I, I think that's great. I think you should have that. You will get that. I also think mm-hmm. that, you know, at 23, I would also just really invest in my friendships too, because that is a form of companionship. And, you know, you just mentioned, like, I'd like to go on road trips. You can go on road trips with friends. It doesn't necessarily have to be with a guy right now, but if it's important mm-hmm. to you to go out with a guy, I think, look, I think online dating can be really hard, especially it's like interesting because correct me if I'm wrong, you're at an age where you don't know anything beyond online dating, right? Like you've always had online dating available to you. Yeah. Right. Like when mm-hmm. I was 23, you know, okay. Cupid had just come out. Like it was like, I remember dating, like online dating, not even being an option, uh, before I was 23. So, um, mm-hmm. one thing you could do, because I think you, you mentioned that you're meeting these men online. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, one thing you could do is just not date online for a few months and see, you know, I think by extending your networks and going out and doing fun things, you'll get that fun thing going on at 23. Like, you know, you don't have any, Mm -hmm. you don't have any major responsibilities yet, right? You don't, you're not married. You don't have kids. You have these other opportunities that are in front of you right now that let me tell you, if I could be 23 again, there would be other things that I would be doing um, than wondering mm-hmm. what I'm going to get into a relationship. And I know I get it. Like you just got out of a relationship like less than a year ago. 
but mm-hmm. I just really want you to focus that right now. This is like a really great time to explore. And, you know, if, if my, uh, the, if one of the other matchmakers was on this call, if Louis was on this call, he's another matchmaker on our team, he would actually mm-hmm. say to you, say yes to five guys online that you have never said yes before to. No, I'm because you might learn in those experiences, but also you never know. Like sometimes we say no to people because of some preconceived notion and you've already been saying yes to people and they, some of them turn out to be assholes. Right. So what if your picker is off? Right. So I'm just kind of throwing out like different ideas that you could do at 23, where you do have, you know, this opportunity of time, you have this opportunity of energy and like curiosity, you know, a lot of 33 year olds, they'll feel like, Oh my God, I've done all these things. I don't, I don't want to do these things alone. Now I want, you know, but you can do Mm -hmm. all these new things that you've never done before at 23. And you could just find someone else to do those things with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I hope this gives you um, some encouragement for 2022. Yes. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate it, Maria. No problem. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow me on Instagram at matchmakermaria. I'll post a link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape intensive by visiting agapematch.com slash services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable and more importantly, be likable. See you next week.